Hello and welcome to Podcast on Purpose. This is your host, Debbie Adea, and we are going to be having some episodes coming out that are related to International Podcast Day. We did a live stream with a group of stellar podcasters where we shared the journey of podcasting together on September 30th, and we're going to be reposting some of those in audio format here on the podcast for you in case you missed it. If you would also like to go and watch the replay of the videos, you can come on over to the Pod Tribe on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Pod Tribe. Here we go with this episode on Podcast on Purpose. Hey guys, now we have Lou Diamond joining us on International Podcast Day here at Podcast on Purpose. Lou Diamond is a dynamic speaker and master connector who will energize and motivate your organization to explode your sales, retain your clients, and build a thriving culture. For over 25 years, he's been a top sales performer, keynote speaker, and performance mentor. He is also CEO of Thrive, a company focused on helping brands become even more amazing through the power of connecting. When he isn't speaking or working on his top-rated Thrive Loud podcast, he is watching his kids grow up way too fast, obsessing over how bad his sports teams are, listening to country music, and playing some not-so-great golf. Best-selling author, podcaster, and former club DJ. Welcome to the show, Lou Diamond. Oh my God, Debbie Adea, how are you? <laughs> I'm even better now. This is awesome. So um, I'm really excited to have us get to share International Podcast Day together. What Woo-hoo! a special day, right? What this is awesome. Day? I am so glad that we we allocated this very window for this amazing day. That you and I found the perfect time to get together and wedge it all in on the biggest day of podcasting throughout the year. So Ever. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Just, just every, for another 365 or six days, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> so I'd love to start and just talk about how you, cut, how you got into podcasting and, and a little bit about your show and, and what drove you to it. It's along the ways of how Mr. Miyagi's family ended up in Okinawa. You know, how did he get there? By boat? <laughs> by sail? No, by accident. Um, I ended up, for better or worse, um, writing a book called Master the Art of Connecting several years ago. And when I was on the podcast tour or marketing tour, I was on TV shows and radio and all that fun stuff, but I did a lot of podcasts and the book was doing really well. And every time I got on a podcast interview, the host or the producer would say, you need your own show. One, your name is a great name, Lou Diamond, and you've got this really good voice. You have a face for radio was what they were really saying. (laughs) I'm okay with it. And, And all this was going on. And then I ended up going on a podcast interview in what would be the antithesis of what I think a great program should be. They were pre-planned questions. It was certainly not authentic. It felt so forced. I was cut off three or four times because I guess I exceeded whatever time limit this host wanted. And I had never had an experience that was so, so disingenuous. And I then said, you know what, if I were to have a podcast show, I want to take whatever that thing was and totally blow it up and do something a little bit different. And what was really interesting was that this platform was very much in line with what I'm all, I'm all about, which is I, I work with the most amazing companies and people and help them thrive through connecting. And a lot of that is by drawing out their true voice, drawing out their superpower on what makes them thrive. And that is something that I wanted to be able to share because I, I am connected to a lot of people. And I love understanding and meeting people and figuring out what that is, almost like decoding it. And that's what Thrive Loud became now 
three plus years ago, however many millions of downloads later and all this other stuff. But, but the better story was how the show came to be, to your point, was I started inquiring from all these different podcast producers and people wanted to do my show. And then I went on the Nice Guys on Business podcast. And I met Doug Sandler and Strickland Bonner, who were trying to figure out how to make a living because they were very good at what they did. We love you guys. And they couldn't quite figure out exactly what to do. So they said, hey, Lou, we'd like to produce your podcast. So I go, great. I'd love you to produce it. They go, this is awesome. And they go, but we have no idea what to charge you and what to do. (laughs) And it became, I was patient zero for their turnkey podcast business. And it was, it was so much fun because they, they were to watch them thrive and build their own practice from it. And then watch the success of this podcast show. I'd even argue they learned a little from me, but every now and then, you know, but uh, we would, we would feed off each other and get, great ways to do certain things, ways to set up the programming, ways to use the marketing, ways to social media, you know, use our superpowers there to, to, to connect to as many people. But most importantly, we came up with the way that a podcast can help be part of your business. Uh, I like, we just came from a conference recently where we learned that it's not about, you know, the podcast business or the business line. It's a, it's a branch on your tree of all the things that you do. And for me, it has been a great way to work with prospective clients that I do business for and speak at their companies and use that. So I have been able to use it that way. There have been some offshoots of podcasting as well. Uh, however, Thrive Loud now, at the time of this recording, over 350 some odd episodes with another 100 in the queue. And uh, we have so many listeners. Our, our social media following is big. And I've actually now started to talk about taking the platform even to another level. So stay tuned. Who knows? Podcasting might crisscross mediums in different ways down the road. So Thrive Loud, by the way, has become part of my whole brand. Uh, it's the website. It's the, it's the image. It's all our social media and stuff like that. So uh, it's kind of cool. And, and I love connecting with great people like yourself. Awesome. Well, I love connecting with you and great people too. Yeah. So uh, one of the things I love too, I know we were at lunch that day. We were first day when we first met. And you were showing me that uh, the loud, you want to talk a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. So, so people have asked this question, um, where does Thrive Loud come? Now, first of all, I am a loud individual and the name of my company is Thrive, as you You're heard. so quiet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm quite shy. You're quite shy. Uh, so uh, when I first created, uh, we, we had rebranded the name of my company. It used to be something else before we made it Thrive about four years ago. And when we made it Thrive, I needed to create a Twitter handle. <laughs> That's literally the truth. And I said, oh, Thrive Lou D. And I put down Thrive Lou D and never looked at it any other way because everybody always calls me Lou D. And my son when, was with me at the time in his teens. Still, he's, he's a 19-year-old now. So I guess he was whatever, 15, 16 then. He goes, I don't understand what the issue is, Dad. You want to get a podcast show? Your name is already there for the show. And I said, what are you talking about? I said, it's, it's Thrive Lou D. I go, no, it's just Thrive Loud. And I literally just said, they go, oh my goodness. So for all those looking behind me, the Lou Diamond and the Thrive Loud logo, and uh, maybe it was just, it was prescient, it was meant to be or whatever. Uh, And it, and it worked really well, so much so that we rebranded the whole company around it. So yeah. It's fantastic. I love it. So it's, yeah, fits you. So Thriving and Ludi, they both fit you. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, never mind. All right, so <laughs> loud. New York, loud, kind of? No. Anyway, New York, um, we're loud. We are. We're mm-hmm. New York. You know, New York in general is loud, just in sounds, right? So you got to yep. be loud to live in New York because you got to keep up with all the environmental stuff going on, right? You know, I used to have as much blonde hair as you do. So, you know. Really? No. You can put it on your. <laughs> I should have brought a wig. It should have been the day, <laughs> wig day. What did the California? Do the California? So, this will be my Californication right now. There you go, Californication. Yeah. So t- I'd love to talk a little bit about connecting. So obviously yeah. that's your thing, and that's something that you do really well. And I know for me, I've I've found that podcasting has made me one of the more well connected people that I know. How has podcasting impacted that for you? And and how? Uh-huh. What are some of the connections that you've created out of it? I think uh, it started as a two-way street. I, I used to, uh, there was the connection that happened before I had a guest come on the show. There was the connection and established made during the interview, like we're having right now. And then there was this other effect afterwards that made it even more, made that connection even stronger. Um, I think I'm all about trying to, there's a way you need to be to connect with someone. And when I wrote that in my book, there's kind of this connecting core that I speak about a a lot. And one of the elements of the connecting core really has to do with standing in the shoes of another Mm -hmm. and of empathy. That's what we do. If you're a really good podcast interviewer is you're trying to have the listener step into the shoes of your guest. And when you allow that to happen and you try to open up that guest so that they can extend the reach of their world into your world and try to understand, you know, you, you may have a guest that is in mergers and acquisitions or is a keynote speaker that talks about um, meditation or is somebody that's a coach that works with uh, underprivileged children around the world. That might not be your bag of tricks, but there are components about what these amazing thriving people do that if we allow them to open up and connect to them, I've had listeners who have told me stories that they ran into a specific guest of mine on a show who was a speaker at an event and approached them like they knew them like they were their best friend because they had listened to an episode. That's the power of connecting. And podcasting creates that incredible forum because through empathy and the ability to listen is so important in establishing a real understanding about what someone else is about. So the everything that your voice can connect to others with or your guest voice or just the message that you're trying to bring bring out is amplified intentionally with podcasting. And I think that is one of uh, why it's so on brand for my very loud personality. I love that about you. I think it's wonderful. It's interesting because I know when I do interviews, a lot of times I will be thinking from my seat as mm-hmm. the interviewer. And then I literally kind of almost move over to another seat, which is listening from the listener's perspective. And I try and ask questions that I feel will be relevant to them, but also from where I'm sitting. And then it's kind of like doing a little shuffle of seats, you know, imagining that we're in the audience and then we're sitting here. Um, do you find that you do that too when you're doing interviewing or what's, what's your kind of, if you could break it down and deconstruct your process? Yeah. So, so I, I have an, an unintentional method in my interview and I, it is, fairly free flowing, but what's free flowing is the content we're speaking about. I want to know what the hot topic is that the guest has that day. And I, and I'll hear that and I will listen and react to that. Uh, as I know you're a very depth coach, this is listening level two at its best, really focused listening where I'm making it all about the guest. 
And I probably spend a good, we, we do about half hour interviews, any, anywhere from like 25 to 40 some odd minutes seems to fall into where the interviews go. Sometimes they're longer. Uh, in that time, I'd say the first 10 to 12 minutes is really harping on who this person is and what they're about and their story. They might have a great journey. And I'll kind of like pick and choose ways to go. Uh, we can go down those paths forever, but, cause, but I do want to bring it back to something else. And that is not the work that they do. Uh, but who they are and understanding what they're about, what, you know, how they overcome troubles that they have. Uh, my signature, well, aside from what, what their favorite movie is, which I get to the fun stuff at the end of a question, but my signature question <laughs> I'm proud that I'll ask is when you're having trouble thriving, who or what practice do you seek to get back on the thriving track? And what's so amazing is this is how you know, by the way, whether or not they've listened to your show if they're are, are not on the, on the program because they'll come back and they'll be like, wow, that's a really good question. Or <laughs> if they go like this, oh, I've been waiting and dreading this one. I'm like, oh, we got a listener. So I love that because it gets inside themselves and they're going to share their uniqueness and everybody's got their own piece of that. But when you put it all together, learning who they are and what that thing is that they do to keep thriving is pretty cool. And I think once you've done that and they've opened their world uh, to the audience and now in this part of the interview, you're basically trying to bring other things into their world and try and like really get pull back those layers to see what they're about. And then it becomes a ton of fun from that point on in the interview, you know, we'll talk about their promotions, their plugs, their favorite songs, their favorite movies, the things they love to do when that we would have uncovered in that conversation. And by the end, that conversation is, it's not an interview anymore. It's literally like a joking chat, like two, two new pals that have been established. And that's kind of the experience I want the listeners to have by the end of that interview so that they can go up to that guest when they meet them in person one day and say, Hey, I really feel like I know you. And that's what we love about the show. I love that about you and about your show too. So tell me what's one of your favorite stories from podcasting. I know you've got to have a bunch cause you always have got stuff <sighs> from the guests. You mean specifically like in general and like your favorite, if you, if you had a favorite memory from podcasting, from your whole history of podcasting, I know you've been doing it a long yeah. time. What, what's what comes to mind? So one of so, your favorites. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll bucket them into, into a couple. I, I've done a couple of in-person interviews with some fairly famous people, and those have been amazing. Um, even the circumstances around them, uh, way early on, I, I interviewed uh, Jackie the Joke Man Martling, who used to be on the Howard Stern Show, and we, and we interviewed in a 90-degree day in his house in Long Island, which was oh, good Lord. hysterically <laughs> funny, and uh, it was actually cool because I got to go to like Jokeland headquarters, which if you know Jackie the Joke Man, which was fun. I also got to go to the U.S. Open at the Tennis Channel Studios, and I interviewed one of my heroes, Mary Carrillo, still one of my favorite interviews of all time because she's one of my favorite people. And uh, who I thought she'd give me 10 minutes and we were there for 30 to 40 and she would have kept going, which was awesome. Uh, I got to go on the stage of Caroline's Comedy Club where I interviewed Lisa Lampanelli. And that was awesome. She gave me like an hour and we got to hang out with Caroline. You can even see there's some video footage and YouTube and stuff of me wearing uh, the Caroline's t-shirt while we were there. And she brought her dog on stage. So so those were those memories of the actual interviewing were fun. Uh, From a content point of view, with, without a doubt, the Christian Griffith story. Uh, Christian Griffith uh, was sexually abused as a child and is raising awareness about sexual child abuse. And he's an extreme athlete. So in 2018, he did something unheard of and he ran across the country. 
Um, he ran 3,000 miles five days out of seven a week, five out of seven days a week. He ran at least 30 miles from New York to San Francisco, stopping along the way, raising money and awareness. Uh, we spoke to him before the interview, and then we caught up with him way after the end. And I mean, they raised cl- um, close to half a million dollars or something of that nature. And just an unbelievable story. These people came out of the woodworks to meet him. That was uh, that like touched the soul and heart. And, and hearing his story uh, about this, just if you looked at him, you would never know such a thing from a physical beast that he is with <laughs> incredibly in shape. And he does all these extreme runs. So that was one of those stories that will always stick with me. There's many of great guests. Uh, but out of all the out of all the funny stories, I think we all remember the mishaps. Uh, we all remember sure. the, th- the things that go wrong, or the the fun circumstances. I, I'm never going to forget our our group interview. Well, then I just super fun. If you missed yeah. it, actually, we just did an interview at New yeah. Media Summit in the hotel room, which was could have been 95 degrees. It was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> the AC was not working. Um, it, was very, it was fun. Very steamy. Yeah, Zoom, so no, yeah, Zoom. It, all those fun, like fun things, like, you know, you get together and you get to record and capture it. Um, but, but to me, it's always these, these mishaps, like the things that go wrong that are really funny. Um, what, one of my favorites was that I, I interviewed somebody who I really didn't want to miss the interview. They were of a famous person. I was very excited to get them on. And they did the entire interview in, a, in an Uber, like driving what? to the airport on their mobile phone. <laughs> And I'm hearing horns honking, whatever, and I'm trying to be polite. And and now I would never have accepted it. But at the time, I'm like, what is going on over there? <laughs> we had to redo the recording, needless to say. So yeah, like all of that's great. But the ability, what I've learned about all these great podcasting and great stories and what I love about podcasting is this medium is way more powerful than you could ever imagine because I've had people come up to me that have not heard the episode. And have said to me, I saw that you interviewed Debbie Adia on this great program. And I always laugh at that. I go, isn't that interesting? I go, did you catch it on a, on a channel of the, some hidden camera that we didn't know was happening? <laughs> and you know, the reality is, is that the medium across marketing and social media and word of mouth and all this other stuff that, that we have to connect with ourselves, our phones, our computers, um, the awareness of the podcasting platform is even higher than the podcast listeners that are out there. Uh, and then once they start listening, they get hooked and they love it. So I think that that part of it is just great. And some of all the things that I love, if I could jam that all together for you. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. And I love, I, you know, Uber podcasting, I think is becoming a thing. Don't do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not Uber. It's, <laughs> no, nothing wrong with Uber, Lyft or whatever, any form of mobile transportation when <laughs> recording a thing, just find a quiet space. We, we're not even asking for fancy microphones like, like Debbie and I have. We're just saying, just, just find a quiet space. You know, there's only so much the magic of editing can do. You know, when you have a foghorn in the background, you know, blasting <laughs> at Mach 10, you're not going to be able to keep it out of the interview. So. It's so true. Like even like pick one of those little red booths if you have to or something. Yeah. Like get in, you know, in, in London, they have those phone booths. Are they red, right? Not They're the right. TARDIS, the red yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So um, you were talking a little bit about where you may be taking your show. Like how much are you willing to divulge on that? Because that was a little nugget that I was curious about. Think about that. So one of, the, so I'll, I'll lean into two directions. Okay. Um, lean. Okay. Lean. <laughs> one is um, there's some opportunities to potentially do more video uh, components to what I do right now. I'm, I, I'll, aside from what we're doing right here, most of the stuff that we do on Thrive Loud, we do just with the audio on the podcast and not just for production costs and timing. 
however, there have been discussions about doing a more prof- taking one of the shows per week or a featured guest and doing a lot more with YouTube. Uh, that has been something we're working on. And we've actually done a couple of them to see how it looks. Those costs and the time are the question we have to see. But so we may do them as, as special offs and then see, gonna kind of like take a feeler to see how it went. And if mm-hmm. people like it, then we'll do more of it. Uh, the other one has something to do with what you and I had recently been to an event on. And it's too early yet, but we're talking about doing Thrive Loud Live. And awesome. where there will be an event where there will be many speakers, other podcasters, um, a real draw, like pe- stuff that people are really going to want to go to because the attendee list is going to be outrageous. Um, and the whole thing will be live, which we'll, we'll do is our we'll live stream it and everything uh, with the intent of making it a real successful event that maybe if it goes well once, we'll do it as, an, as like a thing. So yeah, so it's happening, but we just are working on the when and the how for Thrive Loud Live. So that's that's a big nugget hint. I love right. that. I love it. I love it. Thrive Loud Live actually sounds really good too. You know, boom, 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 boom. So, and you were speaking a little bit too about doing live interviews from these different locations. So I'd love to talk a bit about that because I have a lot of people ask me, well, you know, you do it on Zoom. When you're on location, what do you do? We obviously did the Zoom H6 when we were in the hotel room. Right. Like how, what was your setup for that? And how did you make that happen with decent <laughs> audio that wasn't like the Uber? <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, it's actually really funny. Um, I, the, they were all recorded with a Tascam uh, recorder, digital recorder, with um, uh, AudioTech twenty one hundred microphones, two two microphones hooked in XLR combinations. Any of your techno geeks know what this is? It's basically the stuff that you plug your guitar into if you were uh, going on a live event. It it was the quality was amazing, uh, and there were way too many other audio distractions in the place we were. <laughs> one of the big jokes <laughs> when I was when. Um, I got a call from Mary Carrillo after we did the interview. She listened to it. She goes, I am so surprised that that sounded good. There was like garbage trucks moving behind the tennis channel studios at the U S open facility, like the beeping sound and loud noises, things dropping. Uh, But we were so close up on the mic, like you and I are right now that the sound was, uh, was pretty good. Uh, What happened at the Jackie joke, man, Martling's house. I mean, there are birds and lawnmowers going on in the back. (laughs) Uh, I have been, um, I did a sell or die podcast down in Carolina with um, those crazy people down there and they have an inside studio. That was pretty slick. Uh, However, I will let you know that, you know, that's a little bit higher on the price tag range for some people. So, you know, there's lots of ways you can make it still sound professional and without having to worry about all that other stuff, but it is harder to do it remotely and it takes way more time than doing what you and I are doing right now. And I recommend this to any podcaster who's just getting into podcasting on national podcast day. If you don't have to go out of your little studio and microphone, don't do it. Stay here. Stay in yeah. front of your microphone, get your set, and you'll get your sound more consistent. Completely. Yeah, we're, we're venturing out now into these hotel rooms, but we started <laughs> in Zoom. <laughs> we're, la- we're laughing, listeners, because that day of recording the, the uh, Icon Posse was absolutely hysterical because we were, I mean, we weren't really like that intoxicated. I think we were pretty sober, actually. I was a hundred percent sober. Had yeah, to, I, but I had a drink or two. High um, on life. Yes. But it, it was, <laughs> but we were all like feeding off of each other and it was such a nice mix of different types of people. It was very well run. Like we yeah, actually we, knew what we were doing. We even had Canada represented in the oh, house, north of the border. Deborah Kazowski. Yeah. 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 It was really good. Um, so yeah, if you want to check that out, check it out either on Loser or my show, um, either it's on, on 
Thrive Loud or Podcast on Purpose. It's there in both places, exact same episode. We even put the artwork of you and me together there, let alone the montage of all the really good looking people. I know. I had to squeeze it all. So there's some space on the side of the the, the show artwork, but it's okay. So, um, so I'd love to talk to you a little bit about how you're integrating Thrive Loud into your business because obviously yeah. you're using it for connecting and connecting. So that's always something I hear a lot about too. Can you speak to that? Yeah. So, you know, uh, we do, we are in the business category <laughs> and we're often in the marketing category. I know that sounds uh, interesting. What I try to do is people love stories of successful businesses. Um, and, I, and interestingly, what I've learned is it's not the ones that just rocket shot up to the moon. It's the ones that made slight adjustments or changes or had certain circumstances or happenstances, whatever you want to call it, that get them in a way that made them figure out what their jam was, what their specific niche was and where they used to to thrive and go with. And I love working with companies with that. Just from a business point of view, I work with companies Typically, like annual sales for these companies range from like 20 to 80 million, and they're trying to get to 80 to 160 million. They're trying to really grow. And I work a lot of times in helping them connect their business development groups, their marketing groups, their leadership groups to really maximize that message and get them to connect better, close more business, be clearer in the way they communicate and lead better. So that aspect of what I do means that I'm working with people that are really focused on that and we'll put them in on the show to help promote them and uh, get that out there. Uh, this Thursday, there will be an episode featuring this amazing new company I'm working with called Brazil. It is a virtual reality training platform for soccer or football, depending which side of the pond you're listening to this on. I've never seen anything like this technology in my life. It's used by the top professional clubs around the globe and I'm sure in several years, it'll be in, you know, in every living room or basement, wherever the kids are. But right now, where it is and how you access it with this unbelievable platform they've developed, uh, it's changing the way you train and develop for professional sports and not just soccer. They're, they're going to pick up things from other sports as well. It's really an incredible grassroots effort here in the States, a little more established over in the UK. And uh, I got the CEO from the UK to come on the program to talk about the whole uh, component of what they're doing. And this is part of a marketing message for their whole campaign too. We're actually synchronizing this podcast episode to help really with with their whole branding and to educate more people about it. So to be part of that and to use that as part of a strategy is something that I'm very proud of, but also knows works really well because we can target that message effectively. That's fantastic. I love it. And are you, um, do you monetize your podcast as well in addition? Like, are, are there some avenues you use for monetizing your show? Aside from the client work, you know, the yeah. clients that are coming on the show as, as a legion, if you want to call it that way. Um, yeah, there have been sponsors on the program that have paid for a lot of the things that we've done uh, all of last year. Uh, thank you very much, Fred Killingsworth, uh, Hinge Consulting. <laughs> Uh, phenomenal. They sponsored the whole year, which was great. And uh, we ran their ads several throughout. And there's been, and there were many people... Um, top producers, other companies who sponsored certain episodes and, and other promotions uh, during, we had something called FinTech Week in May, and we ran a whole bunch of FinTech and all these companies um, helped sponsor and promote the show that way, which was awesome. Thank you to all those companies that were involved there. So we have found um, sponsorship and advertising ways to promote it. Uh, there's been some other revenues from book sales and partnerships and alliances, but 
the most effective way that we've been able to do it is help to grow the business of Thrive and Thrive Loud being that that method of doing it. So I have to give that's the way where it monetizes the business. That's a great use for a podcast too in terms yeah. of if you're going to to grow your brand also. So um, I'd love to talk a little bit too, like what would you say is your favorite tool and tip for someone who is listening today, either that has a show or is thinking about starting a show that might help them with growing their message and thriving loud with (laughs) podcasting. Um, All right. So, so tool, I'm going to, I'm going to go away from the one that I would have given. Uh Uh-oh. Pretend that didn't happen. Um, (laughs) It didn't happen. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to step away from the tool. I'm sure someone else today talked about the value of acuity. Uh, so I want to give that as a given that someone will have spoken about it. And if they haven't, they're going to go look it up. It's the best scheduling tool we've ever had. Uh, so from another aspect of a tool, I'm going to go on something else. And that's actually the CRM that I use, which is called close C L O Z E. Now close helps me with my business, but it's the way that close interacts with me. I don't have to enter anything in like contact information or anything. It pulls from all my behavior, from where I email, from who I speak on the phone with, to the social media sites I go to, where I search, and it pulls in from all of those. And only recently, they just updated their abilities. They pull in from podcasts. What? Yeah. So Close has the ability to know that if we've downloaded a podcast on our phone or have listened to something, so if there's some link to that guest or that host. Uh, which is a pretty cool bit. Now, it doesn't integrate it as nicely as it could because it does kind of point certain things, but they're getting better at it. Uh, Close just helps me understand who I need to follow up with best because while I am speaking to Debbie here on National Podcast Day, if I don't speak to her for another week, it might come out and say, hey, you haven't talked to Debbie for a whole week, which would be crazy because we've been speaking every day for the last you know, five or six days, whatever it is. It would be insane. We'd have to just, you know. The Close system would come in time. and say, are you sure you, you haven't reached out to Debbie in 32 hours? You missed, time. it's 24. It's 24. <laughs> so, so that would be my, that would be my, um, my, my, my tech piece that I would say. Love it. The tip. I'll, I'll, I, I gave it to you at the end of uh, the way I sign off my show, and it's a message to podcast hosts out there. Uh, be brief, be bright, be gone. It's how I sign off my show, and it's really what your message should be. Some podcasters out there feel they need to go on and break the Tim Ferriss record of two hours and 40 minutes on a podcast episode. (laughs) Some people (laughs) don't have that time, um, even though they might think they're the most interesting people in the world. If you could be interesting for a short amount of time, that's actually more interesting to most people than you would think. So just try to figure out how to um, focus on brevity and brilliance versus length and exhaustive times within there. That would be my message to podcast hosts out there. Listeners, listen as much as you want. Keep it, keep it coming. We yeah. love it. <laughs> Don't be brief. Don't be yes. gone. <laughs> keep listening. Don't be gone. Be, be there. <laughs> Those were hosts. And then if you could just like inspire, let's, cause this is international podcast day. Like if it you is, we gotta be, go across the globe now. Yeah. We're going across the globe. What? If you, what? If, if you could what? leave some inspiration for those yeah. people who are, um, who are out there, who are either thinking about like, you know, wanting to listen to more podcasts or wanting to be a podcast or just some inspiration around this whole platform? Like, what would you say? Getting your voice out there is really hard to do at first. Uh, If you're a writer, you know, they keep telling you, keep writing. If you're a speaker, they want you to speak often. 
And I guess if you're a podcaster, you have to podcast often. I will tell you that I know that at the beginning, there's so many people that experience that infamous word pod fading. Mm. They think they want to do the idea and they want to go do it. And they might get intimidated by the equipment, by the technology, by the time, by the how they sound. I mean, so many people have said, I don't sound so good. I go, let make it clear. I go back to my earlier episodes. I don't sound nearly <laughs> as good back then as I None do of today. us do. None of us do. Yeah. We get better <laughs> each and every day, but it is so important. I, I cannot begin to tell you who guests who've been on the program in the single digits or when I first had those early episodes who are still listening and will tell me, thank you for continuing to do this because you are providing a service. If you find a niche of a problem you're solving or you have a message and a voice that you want to get out there, this is the platform to do it and stick with it. Stick with it because it's, it's also not so much about how many listeners are listening. It's not about millions of downloads. It's about that group of people that you're trying to communicate to, a certain target. You may have the smallest and smallest of niches. Go back to Doug Sandler. He's focusing on like people that have 1960 Mustangs or whatever it is. And he's got a, you know, a bunch of focused folks who like to listen to it. And, and they've got their own little group. They're, you're getting your voice out there. And that's what this platform enables you to do easily than any other medium has done in the past. And never has it been more simpler and faster to communicate and get your voice out there than it is today and have that message live on. So please... We need to hear you. We all want to hear you. You all have something amazing to add. We can't have you all on guests in our show because there's just only so much time in the yeah, day. Yeah, 52 but, spots a year. But, <laughs> but do, your own, do your own show. Come up with your own idea. If you have something important you want to say and you want to get your voice out there, do this and you will love it. Yeah, beautifully said. And you never know who's listening to you like that needs what you're going to say today that can talk them off a ledge. Like You have no idea where that's going to help them get the idea for what's next for them. So I love that, Lou. You know, I could relay that back to you before we hit record or if we hit record, I can't remember. Uh, we wanted to kind of do a moment of presence, what we're going to do and set the purpose for what we wanted to do. And I got a chance to listen to Debbie do that. I'd never heard anyone do that before and thought it was a brilliant idea. I'd never heard it on a podcast for that matter. Um, and it was really powerful. She gave a look, look like, really? I go, remember, she's from California and I'm not. Oh, so. no, no, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's interesting because I don't always think about that. But one of the things that I love to do before every show in the green room is state an intention for yeah. the show and what it's going to do. So um, if you're a podcaster and that's something that you would like to have your show have a bigger impact, I kind of set it and forget it. But I start the show off that way every time and just know that that's handled and I just do my part. So. You also sound great. I'm going to comment on this. You really do Thank have a good you. voice. We were listening to that the other day on that combined-ish episode. <laughs> combined-ish. <laughs> Podcast-ish. Yeah, you do too. I had him, actually, I was like, can you, can you do an intro for that show? Because <laughs> his voice is so good. So, so we, good. We, we, we had a lot of fun. So. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, that's you guys great. need to check that episode out. It's called Icon Posse. So you'll find it on either of our shows. Check it out. That's correct. And um, just if the uh, listener today wants to get more of you and want to learn how to thrive loud, and where would they go? First of all, you can go anywhere on social media at Thrive Loud. You'll follow us. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can find me directly at, at Thrive Loud. You can also go to thriveloud.com and you'll see the podcast link right over there. And if you're interested in learning more about me, Lou Diamond, you can go to loudiamond.net or thriveloud.com. It all comes together and connects. Yeah, and you totally need a comedy hour. He was—he did comedy at this episode. At this uh, episode, at this seminar we were at, it was hysterical. It was so funny. You got to hear him sometime. 
I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to, I'm just trying to emulate uh, the Drew Tarvin, who is a, a good friend of mine from New York, is an amazing comedian and is just naturally awkwardly funny. And he's the humor, <laughs> humor that works guy. One of my favorite Thrive A Lot episodes too. But uh, anytime I, he's now commissioned me that anytime there's an open mic thing and, and we're in the same place, I have to go to him. So I'm trying. Thank just you, trying Drew. To be, trying to be Thank more you, like Drew. him. Thank you, Drew. <laughs> You're amazing. You must be a good uh, a good person for inspiration because uh, it was really funny. It was really rocks. funny. So um, I just adore anytime we get to have time together, Lou. I just love it. And thank you so much for being with us today on International Podcast Day. Happy International Podcast Day to you. <laughs> and thank, thank you for having me on. This is great. And I think what you're doing is awesome. Gathering all these crazy podcasters on this day. Look all this icon posse. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, that was good. You sounded very Long Island for about a second there. My so. sister, she went to NYU Mount Sinai to get her PhD and she went from DC to New York and she came home. She's like, oh, let's get coffee and a bagel. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> Took no it's time. It's all it takes. You know, a couple it takes. Of days hanging out. You have to talk really quickly. Well, anyway, no, this has been great. Thank you so much for having me on. And, and to all your listeners out there, rock on. Rock Love on. It. Thank you so much, Lou. Happy International Podcast Day. Woohoo! I need a hat. <laughs> Party hat. Hey there, have you been wanting to start your own podcast but not been sure what type of equipment to use? Well, I got you covered. If you'd like to get a free podcast studio equipment recommendations guide, you can go to podcastingonpurpose.com. Thanks so much for joining in the conversation today. We will see you next time on Podcast on Purpose.